Hi, my name's Matt, and this is a podcast about life after the coronavirus vaccine. Welcome to episode 75. In this month's episode, I want to talk about anxiety and specifically something I've noticed in my own experience of anxiety, which is the way that it leaves a long tail of worries long after its cause is gone. When it comes to mental health, I have found it helpful to move beyond the broad headlines of it's okay not to be okay or to ask for help and to actually talk about lived experience. I have been very grateful for the many others who have talked about their mental health experiences. Sometimes that's friends, sometimes it's popular strangers on the internet or in books. I have consistently found that talking about what it's actually like takes those well-meant phrases of it's okay not to be okay and to ask for help and it makes them real. But before we get into it, a few news type bits. First, I know I said not too long ago that I would aim for an episode of this podcast every three weeks, but I've been really struggling to make that work. So we're going to try monthly. I really appreciate you sticking with me, listening along, and I want to give the time it takes to make each episode worthy of your time and your attention. So hopefully this change will make that more possible. I'm going to aim for the first Sunday of each month. Second, I wanted to let you know that I have an album coming out on Friday the 10th of March. It's called Spring to Life. And after releasing four tracks over the past few months, I have now added another two tracks, one of which is also called Spring to Life. A little exclusive for the podcast, this is actually the first stage of the album release as there's a bonus version planned with bonus tracks. I'm calling it the extended edition of the album and it's coming in April. But this first six-track version is out on Friday the 10th of March and I'm really excited to share it with you and the world. Third piece of news, I've some more really exciting music news. I have been selected to take part in a really exciting opportunity working with the Third Orchestra Turner Sims and Orchestras Live. The project, called The Ripple Effect, is bringing together three Southampton musicians and the third orchestra to compose and then perform brand new pieces of music. I'm 
really excited that I've been selected to be one of the musicians to be involved. And I really can't wait to get creative with everyone to find ways to bring electronic music and an orchestra together. There's going to be a concert at Turner Sims on Thursday, 30th of March, and I will leave links in the show notes of this week's episode, along with the link for the album, available, as always, at lifeaftervax.com. So now those three bits of news are out of the way, let's talk about the long tail of anxiety. So this phrase, the long tail of anxiety, it comes from something I've noticed about a number of my experiences of anxiety. To me, it, it's come to describe the way in which one hurtful moment or one hurtful experience can leave behind a bunch of anxieties which last long beyond the time that hurtful experience has come to an end. I've often heard the phrase, our brains are Teflon for positive experiences and Velcro for negative ones. And alongside it, the quite sensible biological rationale for why that is. It only takes one wrong thing to kill you, so it makes sense for the deepest instinctive parts of our brain to be highly attuned to those risks, even though it is very bad at distinguishing between risks real and imagined. But despite hearing these sayings often enough, it's easy for such a phrase to feel kind of nebulous and to get a little lost unless we can ground it in our lived experience. And it is in the long tail of anxiety where I have seen this phrase come to life in my own life. Let me share some examples. When I was having a flare-up of ulcerative colitis, without any of the gruesome details, let's just say I needed the toilet nearby at all times. Those symptoms were painful and uncomfortable and awkward and at the time, even anxiety-inducing. They are now, thanks to some wonderful medicines, very much under control. But the anxiety sticks around way longer than the symptoms did. The worry and the planning and the avoiding, all those thought patterns and behaviours which stemmed from them. They all stuck around for a long time. I still catch some of them, even now, and it's been literally years since my last flare-up. Another more frivolous example. A few weeks ago, I was running, and I slipped on a patch of ice. I stacked it. Like, properly stacked it and it hurt it really hurt breathe through the pain moment by moment kind of hurt 
I wasn't seriously injured, thankfully. And after a few minutes, I was back up and carried on heading home. But over the next few days, even on non-icy mornings, my feet were less sure. My speed was constrained and I was holding back. The anxiety was there, even when the moment was long gone. It took a good week to find my groove again. And I've been back over that exact patch where I slipped many times since. And each time, I've been forcing myself to do it. My rational mind taking control over that niggle that worries at that point it will happen again. And it hasn't. And I think that's what it takes. Not to get rid of the anxious thoughts. I've never had any luck taking any kind of control over the wild things my brain can produce. But to at least overcome them. It takes a concerted, repeated effort to face up to it, to feel anxious and to do it anyway. A friend of mine once shared a piece of advice, which I think is from the hypnotist Paul McKenna, but I'm not exactly sure. They said, it takes seven times not doing something to break a habit. So if you smoke every morning, it takes a week of not smoking to break that habit. If you smoke every Friday at the pub, it takes seven weeks to break that one. If you smoke every payday, seven months. If you smoke every Christmas, seven years. You get the idea. Now, I'm not saying seven is some magic number, but the principle to me seems sound. It takes repeated effort to break a pattern of thinking and behaviour. With anxiety, That means feeling anxious, thinking anxious, but doing it anyway. And trusting that, over time, as we change the behaviour, the thoughts, and eventually the feelings will follow. Not all the time, not every time, but the change in behaviour will begin to create new habits and new ways of thinking and feeling. As we pointed out earlier, it is always worth remembering the part of our brain that is responsible for triggering our emotional response to risk, that fight or flight feeling, is very bad at judging between risks real and imagined. The same is true for the long tail of those worries too. It doesn't matter if we've had a bad experience, like falling over a run or months of symptoms from an inflamed colon, or if we've had to keep our mind open to potential risks, like in the global pandemic we've all just lived through. Those patterns of anxious thought and avoidant behaviour can last long after they're helpful. I'm still working through a bunch of my COVID worries and hang-ups. I'm not always successful. 
I still find myself avoiding some things some of the time, but I have also been good at challenging myself to feel anxious, to think anxious, but to do it anyway. And it works. It makes the world grow again. It makes things possible again. Things that were a worry a year ago, I don't bat an eyelid at anymore. And the others, they'll come in time too. So sure, anxiety has a long tail. The worries last long after the inciting incident has been and gone. But that doesn't mean they get to stick around forever. It may be hard, repetitive work. But to feel anxious and to do it anyway, it does work. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you've enjoyed it, you can follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or your podcast player of choice. You can find the podcast on social media at Life After Vax, V-A-X, on Twitter and Instagram. And if you'd like to reach out for a more meaningful connection, you can drop me an email. Hi at lifeaftervax.com. Until next time.